listening to the No Life Skills Podcast with your host, Ashlyn. My advice for other sex workers, don't do what I did. Giving you an inside look at the fascinating world of sex work. Yeah, a little bit awkward, but uh, informational, I guess. Connect with other professionals and allies of the industry. I was like, wow, this is easy money. Now, join the conversation while we share inspiring stories on the No Life Skills Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of No Life Skills. This week, I'm here with my good friend, Blake. Me and her met many years ago, again, in the slums of an Edmonton brothel. You know, I I talk a lot of shit about the brothels, but I have met some of my best friends there. And we're we're just going to wing it this week and reminisce about the early days when we were baby hookers. And yeah. So hi, hi, Blake. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Blake. Um, I met Ashlyn, what was that, like four years ago? Five years. Five years ago. Wow. Time really does fly when you're having fun. <laughs> when you're having a lot of sex <laughs> for money. <laughs> what do you want to hear about? How would you tell us how you came up with the name Blake? I love that name for girls, actually. I really do. I think it's nice. You know what? I actually really like the name, but uh, the reason that I picked it is uh, because I have severe daddy issues and it's actually my father's name. So just hope he never listens to this. Hi, dad. It's okay. I hope my dad listens to this podcast, actually, because I know he looks at my Twitter. So hi, dad. Hope you're listening. (laughs) So, Blake, tell me how you got started in this crazy world of of hooking. What brought you to this point in your life? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or back then, I guess. Um. Well, lack of money definitely was a, a factor, but also I was basically banging these two dudes for some money. And how did you find these two dudes to bang you for money? Uh my uh, hooker sister, Lexi. <laughs> oh, we're name dropping. <laughs> I don't think she works anymore, so I don't know if it's well. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> not really. Uh, yeah, met met them through that, and. Uh, then we decided, wow, we should really do this full time. Pretty good money. And we did make pretty good money at first. And how, how did you find out about the studios? I think it was through, I think I looked it up on Google. I'm not going to lie to you. I think I looked up like massage parlors. <laughs> and um, okay. And uh, we actually decided on a studio thinking it was a good, reputable studio and uh, went there and worked. And holy crap. Worst experience in a studio ever. Not going to lie. But I met you. <laughs> That's the one silver lining. So tell me about the early experiences at the studio there. Well, like, the, tell me about your first client. <laughs> oh, yeah. This one's a good one. Uh, Ashlyn really likes this story. She loves it so much. <laughs> one of my first clients, actually, he told me, yeah, I'm going to pay you like 600 bucks for the hour. And I was like, holy crap, that's a lot of money. I could definitely do that. So we go into the room and he pulls out a crack pipe <laughs> and I'm like, what's that? And he's like, oh, I'm just going to smoke. And I honestly didn't know it was a crack pipe at first because I'm kind of naive. And I thought that he was going to smoke some weed in the room. And I was like, all right, just put a towel under the door. And I went out of the room to grab something. I come back in and I'm like, what is that smell? Well, apparently crack smells like that. And uh, he smoked some crack. And then I fisted him. Can you give us like some more details about the fisting? I would like more. (laughs) Was it dry? Did you use lube? Did you put on a glove? Like no glove, no love. (laughs) Okay, Okay, good. (laughs) Yeah, I wore a glove and uh, 
there was a lot of lube involved and his his wiener was definitely soft the entire time from the crack. So you put your whole fist in a man's asshole while he smoked crack and that was one of your first experiences at the rub and tug. Absolutely. It is not all sunshine and rainbows. Um, For him, it was. He was seeing rainbows that day. <laughs> he was honestly so happy that I agreed to do it, but I didn't realize what I was agreeing to. Have you ever fisted an asshole before that? Uh, that was my first experience. So what? what's the technique like? Do you just go in, like, you know, fist, just punch that anus, or do you have to, like, work up to it? Like, did you have a lot of experience with fisting, you, you know? Or um, I feel like he did. He did, seemed very did, experienced. Did he tell you what to do? He Well, we started with like two fingers and then I worked my way up to three and then I went full fist. Like, but I did it like, you know, when you point your fingers together and you kind of put them in like that and then you get the whole hand in and then you make a fist inside. Yeah. So that's the technique, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so if you ever want to like fist somebody's ass while they're doing crack, that's the technique. And did you fist him for the entire hour? Yeah, actually, he paid me for an extra hour. We did two hours. So how much money did you get out of this crackhead? $1,200 plus a tip of $300. $1,500. Damn, I'd fist some guy's asshole smoking crack for that much. Holy shit. There's not much I wouldn't do for $1,500. bucks. Woof. <laughs> well, and honestly, I was like, dang, I'm hooked. And honestly, <laughs> after that $1,500, I was like, maybe this job isn't that bad after all. <laughs> That's the most beautiful the story I've ever heard about somebody's first client. <laughs> if that doesn't get you into the hooking business, I don't know what will. Did he ever come back and see you again? Absolutely not. <laughs> Where is this man? Are you listening? Because I would like to fist your butthole. You don't even have to pay me that much. I'll pay you. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> she just wants the work experience. <laughs> Only if I can record it for my OnlyFans, though. Ooh, good idea. And Blake, <laughs> tell tell me about how the other girls treated you at the studio when you first got there. Well, any new girl at a studio kind of knows this, but you get treated like crap. The girls are n not very nice to you. And no offense to the girls I worked with in that studio. It's just how it works. It's like a hierarchy. And, and why do you think that is? Why didn't they like you? New girls make more money. It's just how it works. Yep. The fresh meat always makes the most money. And you were there with your sister, wink, wink, which <laughs> all you guys were gullible and believed that they were actually sisters. That's genius marketing on the, the boss's part for her to tell you guys to be sisters. And guess what? It worked. And you guys believed her. We made a lot of money in duos, actually. Um, apparently, a lot of guys have a sister fetish. Nothing wrong with that, I guess, because it makes us girls money. Yeah. I mean, if I had somebody I could pretend that was my sister, fuck, I'd do it too. Do you want to be sisters now, Blake? We're sisters now. Actually, uh, today we were talking, uh, she told me that I'm. she's my dad now. <laughs> <laughs> can we be sisters and I'm your dad, though? I'm not sure how that would work. Yeah, you can. We can just do whatever feels right in the moment. So if you have like a dad daughter fetish, oh God, this is going, this is going wrong. But if you have a, a sister fetish, we can do that for you now. <laughs> yeah. We'll just leave it as sister fetish, please. I already have daddy issues. It's true. It's true. Me too. So, uh, and so the girls, do you want to talk about the up system mishaps? Oh my goodness. So when you work at a studio, basically, um, there's an up system, meaning that there's a first up every day and then a second up, meaning who answers the door. Yeah. So the first girl to go to the door, see the guy. And if he wants to stay with her, he can. He doesn't have to see the rest of the girls. But if you're second up, then everyone else gets to meet after that first up. I didn't realize that this was a thing. And I was second up the one day and the guy picked me and I was like, all right, took his money already, came back in. And the girls were livid. This was like my third day on the job and I was fucking up so much. 
And they already hated me. And they hated both of them because everyone thought that they had like worked before and had like experience in the industry. And so I thought that too. And I was like, what are these girls doing? And then when I got to know them, then I realized they actually had no fucking clue what was going on and had never worked before. And these girls were just talking shit, spreading rumors that weren't true because these girls like Blake had no idea what was going on (laughs) and nobody bothered to tell them. Yeah, that's uh, that's something I want to tell to all the baby hookers out there. Make sure you get all the info when you started a spa and make sure that you know what you're doing before you start completely. Ask as many questions as you think you should ask. And uh, just learn the ways of the spa so you don't get hated on as much. You'll still get hated on, though. I would say that's good advice. <laughs> yeah. And like these, this up system, that's not the same in every studio. This is just the particular one that we worked at together. So it's not everywhere. But yeah, I definitely fucked up the up system a couple times when I was new, too. And uh, they were not they were not impressed. The other girls. But, you know, shit happens. And uh, what did you think when you first met me? Like my first impression of you? Yeah. First impression? Oh, my gosh. So I wasn't really sure. I thought you were kind of shy, but you were actually fairly nice, even though you thought I was pretty like dumb because you thought I had worked before. You were really nice to me. So I liked you. <laughs> Blake was told, don't trust these hoes. So she didn't trust me at first. She wanted to keep her distance. That's really true. I thought you were nice, but I thought maybe it was like a ploy or something. And um, I didn't trust anyone at that place because I didn't know what like escorts, hookers were like. That's true. I don't I also don't trust a lot of people I meet in this business. (laughs) It's a little bit different now that I'm not at the rub and tug, but yeah. (laughs) I don't even know how we became friends. I can't even remember. I think you and your sister used to come in for the early mornings. I remember and because you guys lived together and so you would drive together yeah yeah and then we had a lot of the same shifts you were usually on when me and her were on and then when we started to get to know each other more I would like kind of schedule so that we were working together because I liked you (laughs) and a lot of the other girls were they didn't really like me because of my whole mishap so yeah I think we just kind of started like hanging out it was just organic it just sort of happened Mm -hmm. yeah and I think we went to like the strippers one time the three of us Blake and her sister and I yeah. And like I was pretty square and I think they were like doing admin in the bathroom without me. We were. Yeah. They didn't even want to share with me. How rude. <laughs> we didn't think you were like that. I, don't I know. wasn't at that point, but <laughs> <laughs> things changed. <laughs> D- didn't Lexi like push you off a bar stool? <laughs> uh, Lexi did push me off a bar stool and she got kicked out of the strippers. And then she went home and trashed our place and stole my money. I just want to say that. I don't think she's listening. (laughs) She hasn't worked in many years. So, yeah. (laughs) And if you're working with Alexi, don't immediately assume it's her, please. (laughs) Yes, there's a lot of Lexis. Okay, this one hasn't existed for a very long time. So, (laughs) yeah, I'm not hating on any of the Lexis that are working right now. Definitely not. It's not them. (laughs) And then I know Blake and I somehow we started going out of town together because I worked out of town quite a bit. And then somehow you, I just started t- taking you under my wing. I know we went to Lloyd many times. Yeah. Went up to Fort Crack. Yep. I don't know. Where else did we go? I'm sure there's more places, but we used to do a lot of duos together. We used to do them, uh, you know, budget duos back in the day. We did. Yeah. Yeah. And we'd do 17 of those duos a day, killing it. <laughs> we were, we were having fun though. In, in greasy motels. Oh Yeah. And then one night you and Lexi were in Lloyd and I was in Lloyd. We were staying at separate places. We like got super drunk or something at the brew house. I can't remember. Or we were drinking in someone's room. I don't know. Somehow we were in a cab. Oh, yeah. And then 
We were so freaking drunk. We, we were trying to get a free cab ride. And yeah. we told him that we were all escorts. And we were going to blow him for a free cab ride. It's Lloyd, by the way. You, a cab is $8 across town. So <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what we were doing there. <laughs> I remember we went through the McDonald's drive through And then, yeah, we were like soliciting this cab driver. And then I get dropped off at my hotel. And then you guys get got dropped off at yours or whatever. And then uh, this guy, he's got my personal number because I called the cab myself with my like personal cell phone and I wake up and this guy like, guy like called me a bunch of times and then I woke up to see messages from Blake and this guy like <laughs> came to the hotel room and he was knocking at our door because he picked us up there he knew where we were and he came to the hotel room he was knocking at the door he was calling Ashlyn's phone trying to get a hold of her and uh yeah it was uh it was unsettling. too too little too late at that point <laughs> He had already rejected us. So, no, I wasn't, we weren't going to suck your dick for the $8 cab ride anymore. <laughs> that was drunk us. We were kind of sober by then. Yeah. <laughs> drunk, drunk us thought that that was a steal. It was for him. <laughs> well, he missed out. Oh, how about, like, you want to tell the story about you peeing on all over these guys? And then every time you went out of town with Lexi, you brought a tarp with you from then on in because you thought all these guys would want you pee on them <laughs> it's actually more common than you would think <laughs> although i've only had to pee on about two or three men um but she loves it i really enjoy it if you want to get peed on you know just hook a brother up <laughs> you want to get peed on uh message ashlyn <laughs> and all and my people will get in contact with her people to set it up yeah my pimp will talk to her <laughs> Just kidding. I don't have a pimp. We need we need to see, say that for legal reasons. No, but honestly, um, I had that the one client that uh, really enjoyed being peed on, and I honestly didn't see anything wrong with it. I'd peed on an ex boyfriend before, and it wasn't weird. So I was like, I'll no. do it. I mean, pee whatever. You guys know I've peed on a birthday cake before. <laughs> so fuck yeah, pee pee all over somebody. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, if you want it. And it and it's not gonna like hurt anyone. Why not? So do you draw the line at pee or would you like shit on someone's chest? Depends how much money they're paying. What's your price? Name your price if I want to get my chest shit on by you, Blake. Um six hundred dollars probably. Really? That's yeah. it? Oh yeah. I get to take a dump on your chest, emasculate <laughs> you a little bit, and you pay me five hundred dollars. Five hundred. Oh, sorry, now. I said 600. six hundred. I'm not lowering my price. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I thought I was getting a deal. Okay, so you heard it here first. If any of you guys need to get shit on, Blake is your girl. I'll do it. Six hundred. Sorry, I said five. No deal for that. Six hundred dollars. Okay. And if you want to get your asshole fisted for two hours, fifteen hundred. Lowest. See, Blake is really, really into a lot of things. Honestly, she's just down for anything. <laughs> like she was supposed to hook up with this guy who has a foot fetish, and like that's a deal breaker for me. Honestly, in my personal life, I just can't fuck around with feet, guys. It's just it's too much for me. I have a like foot trauma. I swear. But she's like <laughs> she's like down. She's all, down for anything. What is foot trauma? I just hate feet. I fucking hate them. If someone wants to like touch my feet and pay me. I can disassociate enough to get through it, <laughs> but in my personal life, I just don't want someone sucking on my feet and I don't want to touch someone else's feet. I draw the line. I have to, I have to have boundaries, some boundaries. Honestly, for me, it's like, I don't really like them. I don't like feet at all. So when someone else likes my feet, I'm like, all right, you go, you get past that nasty foot thing. <laughs> just cut that out. <laughs> 
Okay. You know, so what Blake's saying is if she's into somebody, she'll let them suck on her toes because she's a nice person. Yeah, that's exactly what I was getting at. It's just being open to things because I don't know. It doesn't really, I don't know. It doesn't bother me. I don't have any uh, weird foot trauma. So it's fine. (laughs) So it's fine. What other things do you like to do? She likes old guys. Like for real, she, she she's on Tinder right now, and her age range is fifty plus. I have a minor fetish for um, I don't know if I'd say like geriatric. Is geriatric the right word? Is geriatric 50, very very old? Fifty plus, and the, I wouldn't for the fifty plus plus listeners. If you're fifty, she doesn't think you're geriatric. No, is geriatric like eighty plus? Mm-hmm. Okay, not like, geriatric. Like needs a walker. No, I'm sorry. You need to be able to fuck. So yeah, 50 plus might also tie into the daddy daddy issues again. I'm not really sure. But uh, yeah, I'm into the old guys. Really into it. I don't know. I, at the studio, I always really enjoyed the older men. They're really kind for the most part. Other than one that I had, he really enjoyed um, being, can I say fucked? Being fucked anally. And like you pegged him. Yeah. Like he wanted to be pegged by like this huge dildo. He'd bring his own dildo. And the one time I actually, I was like fucking him over this leather chair in the studio. And he was like, Oh, I'm going to come. But then, um, he actually pissed everywhere. And then, uh, and then, um, after he pissed everywhere, I kind of just like got scared cause he was peeing and I pulled the dildo out and shit sprayed everywhere and it was on my feet. And, um, (laughs) I've honestly never ran to the shower so quickly, but it never, it didn't ruin my old man fetish. I'm still really into it. (laughs) You know, if you're going to play in the playground, you might get a little dirty. You know, we all know that, you know, I only judge men who shit on my bed when I don't play with their ass. So if there's a little ass playing their shit, it's fine. We're both adults. Honestly, if you're going to, yeah, if you're going to get in there. There's going to be poop. Just got to get over it. Everybody poops. Hopefully not on my feet. That's like (laughs) shit and feet. That's too much for me. I think I need to take a week off after that. It was even too much for me. I had to run to the shower. Did he give you a nice tip? Absolutely not. I wish he did. And did you ever see this man again? I did. He asked for me every time. That's See, so he wasn't even embarrassed. That's good. I'm glad he wasn't embarrassed and I'm not trying to embarrass him because obviously like the peeing is probably an accident, but it was just gross for me. I didn't make it obvious that it was gross. I kind of just was like, I got to go clean up right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, I will forever remember that experience. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I would too if that happened to me. Good God. Any other exciting experiences from the studio days? Oh, what about the couples that you saw? (laughs) I saw a few couples in the studio. I really enjoyed seeing couples because it's honestly not to say that it's less work, but it is kind of less work. Usually like I'd be like a wife bringing her husband in as a treat and then she'd kind of just get you to sit there and look pretty and maybe suck his dick while she did everything else. And that was my experience. Like and the lady that came in, she was really good looking. Her husband was really good looking and we all had a very good time. 10 out of 10 would recommend doing couples. Nice. Yes. I saw a couple one time and they were freaking awesome. They didn't see me at the studio though. And we, I ended up liking them so much. We spent the whole night together. Oh, got very drunk. Yeah. This is why I don't drink anymore. You guys pretty sure there was other substances involved. Very nice couple. And they were like in their twenties. Oh yeah. And so me and this girl's boyfriend put both our fists inside her pussy at the same time. And I got it on video. Mm -hmm. They were so fucking cool. Why haven't I seen the video? I'll have to pull it up, but it's legit. (laughs) They were awesome. 
I really want to see the video now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Two fists, one pussy. Another little experience that I had as a working girl, I actually had people's boyfriends and stuff asking me if they could pay me for sex, etc. Sorry. So this was our friend's, our friend's boyfriend. So anyways, one of my friend's boyfriends offered to pay me for sex and it was going to be like a threesome situation, I guess. But paint the picture. What was going on that evening? Basically, we'd gone out for dinner. Um, It was Blake's birthday. It was my birthday, yeah. And I hadn't invited my boyfriend at the time because he was a little wild. I did not want him there. But like in an unstable way, not in a fun, wild way. No, if he was fun, wild, he would have been invited. Uh, (laughs) He was unstable. He would call all the time. And when we went out that night, I think he called me like 70 times or something. 80. It was actually talked about on another podcast here. What was that one called? It was the one where me and my ex-boyfriend talked about it because we had the cell phone. And they were upstairs fucking and the, <laughs> Blake's boyfriend called it 80 times and then showed up at the door. Yes. 80 times. That sounds right. And we had to cover actually the top of the door so he couldn't see into the house. <laughs> Anyways. So I was upstairs being paid by my friend's boyfriend to bone them. And I actually didn't end up boning anyone. Thank God. She got upset and I just kind of watched them have sex for money, which was cool. I was down for that. Yep. I like that. So how did it end? I don't even remember. So your boyfriend showed up at the door. You're upstairs fucking. Me and my boyfriend are like sitting downstairs wondering what the fuck to do. We're just like, "Mm, this is a lot. (laughs) Um, I think eventually you guys came upstairs to get me because it was a bit overwhelming. (laughs) And I came downstairs and uh, I told him to leave. And that was the end of that, I think, for the night. For the night. Mm-hmm. The next day, more ensued, but whatever. I had to deal with it, not you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were a little bit nervous. <laughs> <laughs> nervous is an understatement. <laughs> we were going to call the cops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> good thing things didn't escalate further. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, sometimes when you date guys while you're working, they uh, act out like that, which is unfortunate, especially... You know, when they know what you're doing, because at first he didn't, but he found out mm-hmm. and he had known for a while. And uh, yeah, he decided to act out like that still instead of just breaking up with me because he was uncomfortable with it. Pussy ass bitch is what I like to call him. <laughs> that guy is crazy. <laughs> that guy had more issues than I can count. And we're from the same small town. And so I tell people this story, like my old friends, and they're just like, yeah, I could see that there was something off with this guy. Because there's more to this story. This guy's fucking crazy. But anyways. I want to add one more thing in there to like show you the craziness. Yes. I um, I actually broke up with him and he showed up at my house with an engagement ring an hour later. That's what girls like, though. That's romance. He really just wanted to make it work and wanted to show his love for you after dating you for like two weeks. Yeah. And then when I said no to the proposal, he decided to call the cops on me and tell them that I was a hooker and then tell everyone in the town that I was also a hooker. <laughs> I bet the cops really liked hearing that, especially because she was licensed. Yeah, the cop was like, "Um, is there anything I can do to help you? Are you safe? Are you registered with the program? And I was like, yeah, I did everything I'm supposed to do. She's like, these girls hate me at the rub and tug, but I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little sad, but I'm fine. (laughs) We're trying to think of more stuff to talk about because we've been through so much, but we're like, our brains just can't remember it. It's a trauma response. <laughs> yeah. I remember one night we got a hotel in Edmonton to like do duos. So we were doing duos and we got this jacuzzi suite and this client came and saw us both. I, I think he saw us both. And he brought over a one and a half liter bottle of Merlot, he called it. <laughs> and Blake and I were like, after this guy left, we were like having a jacuzzi, drinking. I was drinking the Merlot. 
Okay. I've never had Merlot in my life. And this was like barefoot Merlot. So it was about uh, two ninety nine, two bucks ninety nine for the one and a half liter. Okay. So it's not good Merlot. Isn't it Merlot? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know it's Merlot, but <laughs> so anyways, I finish off the bottle of Merlot and then we invite our other hooker friend to come hang out with us. And we're like partying in this pretty greasy hotel room in the jacuzzi butt naked bubble bath i'm so drunk i think blake didn't like my other friend very much so she ended up leaving i just remember i was so fucking drunk and i don't puke when i drink i never puke but that night i puked up the merlot i puked on my hair extensions i had to throw them out i slept i like oh my god i think i got so drunk that night that i tried to go home in a cab and couldn't remember my address because i just moved so the address wasn't like permanently in my brain yet apparently i was trying to tell the cab driver to like drop me off at the 7-eleven and it was the dead of winter so (laughs) ashlyn would have woke up in the drunk tank never never actually woke up in the drunk tank but i was close so I went back to my friend's place and slept there. In the morning, I like got up to wash the sheets, ended up washing my work phone. <laughs> I remember that, actually. Yeah, yeah. All because of the Merlot. The Merlot. And I can never drink Merlot now. Well, I don't drink now. Pro- you know, <laughs> it's all making sense. Uh, it's probably a good thing at this point. Yeah. A ruined phone, throwing up the Merlot. Ruined hair extensions. So many things down the drain. My dignity. <laughs> self-respect yeah (laughs) all gone all gone and that was just one of many nights like that so yeah we got into a lot of trouble together (laughs) but we had a lot of fun we did we did we really liked traveling together blake never ripped me off you know i've extended my help to a lot of people (laughs) gotten ripped off one too many times yeah i don't think that if i ripped you off we would be sitting here today i don't know when i first started too i i took like Really big pride in being like a good hooker. And that's why I was really sad when the girls at the studio didn't like me because I was like, I'm really trying to do my best. But they just saw this girl who was like ripping them off pretty much. And um, I don't do that. Sometimes, yeah, it's easy to make assumptions when there's new girls and stuff. And like, I think we were told by the boss that like you guys had worked before. So that's, I think that's where it came from. So yeah, we just thought you guys were being assholes on purpose. And knowing now that that's not the case, I feel bad, but sometimes the, it's very catty. It's a very catty environment sometimes in the studios, not all the time, but yeah, like crazy shit happened at that rub and tug. You know, what's so funny is that when I went to that rub and tug, I thought that's how every single rub and tug was. And like we were just talking about before we started the podcast is that some are really nice. You like get along with the owner really nice. The girls are pretty nice and it's just like a respectable environment. And then some are very sketchy and you'd probably hate working there. And if it was your first experience and you thought that's how it was, I don't know if you would stick with it or you probably would just like, I don't know, take a lot of shit because you thought that was what the industry was all about. And it's not. It's not about that. And it's unfortunate that that is a lot of people's experience, I think, when they first start. So I've heard that from a lot of people, even like my experience starting wasn't that bad like I messed up a little bit but luckily I don't know I just wasn't like I wasn't targeted in the same way because I it was just me and you had Blake had her sister there with her sister (laughs) (laughs) so it was like I don't know it was just them against everybody else at the beginning which is too bad and so how like what happened why did you leave the studio because I don't remember um I think I ended up actually just leaving the studio and going to a new studio 
and the new studio, the owner was super nice. I, I really love her. And every time I've seen her in like public and stuff, she's still really, really sweet. I would definitely recommend that studio to any girl. So they're not all like that. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to scare anybody off from visiting these places, but this, this is our experience, you know. Honestly, the men still had a good experience, even in the little bit scabby studio that I worked in. The men had a great experience. They got good deals and... <laughs> The girls they did what they deals. wanted. They got good deals because everyone was undercutting each other. That was literally the entire studio. It was like girls doing way cheaper than they should have. And it was a terrible environment to work in. But the guys came there because they liked the cheap rates, I guess. <laughs> it's true. And that's what brought on Customer Appreciation Day, which ruined the studio for me. So that's big reason why I ended up leaving and started working out of town. So, Blake, would you say that you enjoyed traveling compared to working in the studio? I enjoy traveling way more just because you you basically pay for your accommodation and then you're done paying. With the studio, you pay per client and it adds up if you're seeing a lot of clients during the day. When, you know, you're working away, you can keep all your money and you also have the freedom to, you know, go where you want to go and see who you want to see. And it's a little bit nicer. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about catty girls wanting to shank you. Because you stole their up. <laughs> Never, ever steal their up. Rule number one of the studio, don't steal someone's up, okay? Remember <laughs> that, guys. <laughs> you will get shanked, and uh, they will hate you for the entire time. They don't get over it, surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> I got over it. <laughs> I, I forgave eventually. <laughs> yeah, you know what, actually, is uh, I don't want to make all the girls there sound terrible, because there was actually a lot of nice girls at that studio. There was just a few that kind of ruin it for everyone, which sucks, and they kind of make you feel like, oh, maybe girls aren't that nice at the studios. But at the same time, I met a lot of nice girls. I'm not really friends with any of them anymore other than Ashlyn. I'm, I'm a family man now, so that changed things. <laughs> you know, you can take the hoe out of the game, but you can't take the game out of the hoe. <laughs> <laughs> that is so inspirational. Thank you. I'm gonna, that's going to be on my merch coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be first in line, please. <laughs> Put me on the, what is it, pre-sale? Pre-sale, the pre-order. Pre-order. I want a pre-order, please. Any other requests for sayings on the on the merch? <laughs> I'm thinking... <laughs> wash your dick. <laughs> yeah, wash your dick will definitely be on there. And don't do cocaine in the bathroom. That's the other one that I'll have on there. <laughs> or live nudes. <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> so you ended up leaving the industry altogether. You became a family man. Why Why did you leave? Because I think... Uh, I ended up leaving because I, I got pregnant. I could have kept working while pregnant. She should have. She would have made a killing. Uh, yeah, but my partner at the time, I actually met him when I was kind of in a transitional period where I wasn't sure if I was going to keep working or not anyways. So when I got pregnant, I decided it was time to get out. And uh, I worked like, I think we went away for work once or twice. And I was actually pregnant at the time, I believe. And I didn't know yet. So <laughs> sorry to the baby. <laughs> yeah, I was pimping out her mom. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, that's pretty much why I, I stopped doing it. It's not that it was bad or anything. I enjoyed it and I miss it all the time, to be honest. She loves being a hoe. She honestly does. I I really loved the aspect of like just meeting new people all the time and all the inter interesting conversations I had with clients. I really enjoyed all of the clients I had. I probably had like one bad client my entire career and I was doing it for like three years, I believe. I enjoyed it. See, that's awesome. I think you should just come back. I really do. I I need I need another friend <laughs> who's normal. So I have a question. What would you say if your daughter one day wanted to do something like this? Would you la like 
Would you be supportive? Um, that's so hard. I would be supportive uh, as long as she was completely honest with me and also just kept her location on on her phone and did like safety things, basically, because that's the only concern I think you really should have when someone is doing sex work is possibly the safety of it. And even then, I mean, every job has things about it that are unsafe, literally every single job. So no matter what you do, there's safety things that you have to worry about. And there's ways to minimize risks in all situations. So telling someone where you are, yeah. Having common sense, you know. Carrying a shank. <laughs> pepper spray, whatever. Yeah. Honestly, I don't, I wouldn't be unsupportive, but I also wouldn't be like, hey, go be a hooker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would hope not. <laughs> uh, hopefully this doesn't come up in the future. <laughs> hopefully she never listens to this because then she'll be like, hey, mom, you said I could do it. <laughs> Will they have podcasts in that year? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how long. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll still be doing the podcast in 18 years. <laughs> I hope not. Someone please stop me if I'm doing this in 18 years. My God. So would you come back if you had the opportunity? Or are you going to be a family man forever? I absolutely would come back <laughs> if if the opportunity was there and I could make it work as a family man still. I would do it. 100%. You could do it all as a woman these days. You can be a family man. You can be a hooker. You can be anything you want. Okay. Don't uh, give up on your dreams. I'm never going to give it up. <laughs> and the thing is sex work is something once you've done it you can always fall back on it you'll never forget how to suck a dick it's like riding a bike honestly sex is one of the things that i'm good at like one of the few things <laughs> or that so <laughs> she's good at other things too i swear <laughs> but i'll always be good at sex it's never gonna go away that's true that's true so uh keep an eye out for blake and if she comes back to the industry we're gonna throw a huge orgy you know, in post COVID times. Yeah. And I will also be starting an OnlyFans right away here soon with uh, content of me and Ashlyn. And it's good content. You want to see it. She's going to teach me how to fist her butthole. Uh, or I will uh, teach her how I fist her butthole. We'll see. So yeah, spicy content coming soon. <laughs> she hasn't made the account yet, so I can't plug it, but uh, it will be on mine. So make sure you follow me. And that will be in the description of the podcast. But yeah, I think we've been chattering on for a long time now. <laughs> I'm so sorry for everything you just had to hear. I'm not sorry. I know they love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, you know, they secretly enjoy hearing all of this crap. They're like, holy shit. Hookers go through a lot. <laughs> it's true. I deserve a raise. And you know what? The ones that are scared off by this podcast, good, because we probably wouldn't get along anyways. So, <laughs> And if this podcast scares you off, it's probably not the job for you. <laughs> you know, we're just keeping it real around here, okay? Anyways, yep. thanks for listening. And thank you so much, Blake, for being on the podcast. This was a hoot. And I think everyone's going to really enjoy this. So, <laughs> Thanks for having me. I love you. Bye. I love you too, <laughs> sister. Thank you for listening to another episode of No Life Skills. Follow Ashlyn on social media at No Life Skill or at Adore Ashlyn. Be sure to like, comment, and hit that subscribe button. We'll see you on the next show.